facts. Yeah. What are they? Are they real? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So as you know, I don't. Do I? Why do you, why, why do you have to be contrarian whenever I start introducing something? I'm like you and I both would agree. No, I don't. Nope, I don't say you can't I say that for me. Agree with things? What are you talking about? Agree me? <laughs> as you know, okay. Sound cannot travel through the vacuum of space. I do know that, which is why uh, Star Trek and Star Wars are very inaccurate in how they portray things outside of spaceships yeah it would be a lot of sci-fi stuff would be a lot less fun if it was realistic but then occasionally you do get the ones that go for the, that it realism was that firefly it's cool. did they do that yes i think firefly babylon 5 i know there's a, babylon like, 5 like, is awesome and very maybe one out of every 10 sci-fi um shows and movies they go will do for that it. and it's cool yeah, it's kind of cool and cool. it does does have like a striking yeah it's more yeah. on the horror side than the cool fun space opera True, side when indeed. they do that. anyway yeah. So sound can't travel through the vacuum of space. Nope. This is generally commonly known fact. Yeah. But fun fact. Okay. If it could, from this distance, we'd hear the sun's roar at 100 decibels all day, every day. I'm really glad it can't travel through the vacuum <laughs> of space. That is really <laughs> loud. Too. Like I, It's really, it would be very obnoxious. I once bought a, a decibel meter mm. because I was having a disagreement with my beloved and lovely spouse mm. about whether or not the tv volume was too loud oh okay for for babies for babies to sleep or for babies to be like for babies to be i think in the room oh wow. that would be a really loud TV. it wasn't that loud i you were right I, no i was right i was the one saying oh. that it wasn't that loud oh i see okay. but at any rate i bought one to prove that to to so that we could prove to ourselves that it was okay yeah, because I thought, oh, this is probably okay. She thought it's not. So, I, but either way, if there's any doubt, the safety of the baby, yeah, check to it. Order some cool gadget on Amazon. Yeah. And so now it. I have one, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, that that was like it was like in the 40s, I think. Like, yeah. And if you if you're if it hits 90, I now know because I have an Apple Watch now mm-hmm. that the Apple Watch will tell you uh, if you listen to this for more than 30 minutes, you will have potential hearing loss. Right. I get it a lot when I'm doing woodworking, which is annoying yeah. because I'm wearing ear protection, but my watch and it doesn't know that. Doesn't yeah. know that. But it's happened a few times with children screaming. <laughs> and then you're Working like, your ear made your hearing wow. may be damaged. Wow. Well, they don't scream, thankfully, for more Constant. than 30 minutes straight. But so uh, that's 90 decibels. So 100 decibels. Yeah, you think 100 decibels isn't back to logarithmic corner. 100 decibels seems like, oh, well, that would be like maybe meaningfully noticeably. No, it's 10 times louder. <laughs> and then 110 is 10 times louder than Yeah, that. so and, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, that would be, that is considered dangerous to human hearing. Oh, yeah. It's as loud as being right beside a jackhammer or the speakers at a rock concert. Which forever. Yeah, all the time. Well, not forever, just during the daytime. Oh. Uh- just right because the, 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 the earth would be in between us and the sun the daytime yeah a lot quieter but like and, and also not forever just for like another five billion years yeah until the sun <laughs> <laughs> but yeah within that at that volume uh your hearing would be damaged within 15 minutes of this just constant roaring wow so wait, 
what is making the sun so loud? Is it the fi- fire of it? Like, what's- I mean, it just being like a ridiculously, redonkulously large open fusion reactor is like yeah. probably just would be my guess. Loud, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just incredible amounts of energy, just like uh, throwing uh, almost like unimaginable amounts of uh mass Probably imaginable stuff uh you can i mean it is fairly difficult to imagine <laughs> once you get that's into a throw, like, that's a throwback to last last episode i just, yeah, I just <laughs> implausible amounts i just want <laughs> but it is no it isn't implausible amounts it's like the exactly predicted by the model no, amounts, like there's math large. right yeah. like there's very specific math but, um but yeah it's just like sploshing around ridiculous amounts of of stuff of mass thrashing against themselves and uh is there a unsafely close distance you could get to the sun where you would hear it no because there's no atmosphere anywhere near the sun no you you i I would probably have some negative consequences if you got very close it would yeah but but you still wouldn't hear it hearing no wouldn't be one of them yeah wow yeah but at the surface if if there was let's say there was just a tiny bit of air around the sun which i feel would not last for long if you were to try and arrange such a thing um it would be 330 decibels which is like three, ten, like ten to the thir- like a lot more. One hundred and eighty-five decibels can cause death just from sound. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the last few episodes I feel like are how pretentious and terrible was young Arik Corner, but <laughs> a pedantic corner. Yeah, but I was um, in my childhood in my teenage bedroom. Hmm. I had put like quotes on the wall. Not a I mean, uncommon yeah, thing. Many to do. a teenager have done. Such yeah, a I cut them. I printed them out in cool fonts and then put them up on the oh, wall. Yeah. And yeah. one of them was uh, the title of a Harlan Ellison short story. Okay. And what's what's pretentious about it is I don't think I ever read the story. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> difficult. Teenage behavior. You don't have to like fully read or absorb or even understand the media that you're referring to. You just be like. Yeah, this seems like a cool thing. Yeah, 2001 Space Odyssey. Like you haven't even seen. Yeah, it well, but at down. any rate, it's a uh, the the quote is I have no mouth and I must scream. Hmm. And then just like that, certain perfect amount of angst you had at that age was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it really spoke to me, you know, in that mm-hmm. like in that like yeah, angsty, you know, Radiohead. We're we are you know, I'm not here. This isn't happening. Kind of but, way. So, so that's cool, but like, what does that have to do with a hundred decibel? What it has to do with is that the sun roaring. has no mouth. Oh, but is but screaming it's all of the time. Yeah, but it, but but we just can't hear it. Yeah, apparently. By the way, I'm just learning now that in 1995 they made a point and click adventure game out of "I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream." Okay, well, maybe you can then now engage with, or I, maybe you've read the book since. But no, I haven't read the. book. <laughs> well, now's your chance to, to enjoy it the way it was originally intended. <laughs> That's a point of like adventure game. <laughs> for, for, it got pretty good reviews. Anyway, yeah, so the sun, so it would kill you instantly. I mean, it, that's a massive, massive understatement. But yes, in addition to... <laughs> I mean, you'd already be dead for all the other reasons, but the yeah, sound it's, alone... it's like millions of times more sound than would kill you. What would the... How... Do we know how... What does a death from too much sound look like? Um, it's like organ damage. I did not investigate it in depth. It's just like I was investigating like amounts of decibels and then they didn't really have much to say past 185 because that was like can cause death. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's the cap where we have too much. You know, we don't have a lot of human experience of the post 185 decibel range, I guess. Oh, yeah. So if it it, it can, if the it basically it, it creates pressure in, mm. in and if it builds up high enough, you can like damage your internal organs. Which is not advisable. Yeah, you could get like an embolism. 
Like, and that's at one eighty five. And like, I, I presumably at that point, the there, it's less about sound in the way we think of like sounds and more like a uh, shockwave. I guess. Right? Yeah, I think so. They, yeah. I don't know the definition of shockwave. Now this is now we're getting into. <laughs> we start speculating, corner. and that's when we get feedback. Well, um, actually, yeah. If we have any sound killing experts yeah if anyone here has been killed by excess sound but it would yeah it would create a, an air embolism in your lung which is uh this is we've gotten to a really right. dark place on this episode. well it's just it's just important advice for the factors just you know if somebody's like hey do you want to go to this concert it's gonna be really loud and you're like well is it gonna be more or less than 185 185 decibels? yeah what was the and then use that to figure out it's like that brown noise go. thing right yeah <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has ever heard of this it was like the i believe uh like since disproven theory that the U.S. military was searching for a noise that you could play and that would cause the any enemy to fill their pants, um, just due to it, I don't know some frequency with their bowels or something. I'm not sure exactly how it was supposed to work in the <laughs> urban legend, but I believe it. Yeah, urban legend. <laughs> Certainly, it was urban legend that such a, that a, such a noise could exist, um, but then uh, certainly uh, that they did not develop one. Brown note. The brown note. Yeah. I said brown, brown noise, noise actually is, brown noise a nice, is a nice sounding. A nicer form of white noise. Yeah. Or more pleasant. That's right. Like it's spacier. Yeah. Apparently the myth uh, can be traced back to a spoof article from 1974. Okay. Well, yeah, that'll happen. But then people are like, oh, well, yeah, dude, who knows who what the knows? U.S. military is who up to. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. One last little bit on this. Uh, the sun. Uh, apparently one physicist likened it. They're trying to. Get a, give you a sense of how noisy it was. It's uh, the sun is like a sphere covered in six trillion police sirens going at maximum volume. That that's kind of is evocative. Yeah, yeah. That you definitely want to pull your car to the side of the road. Yeah. Well, they're saying that the each square meter of the sun puts out as much sort of sound energy as uh, as as a police siren for each square meter of the sun, and then there's six trillion square meters of. That's just so loud. Yeah, but we can't hear it. So but we can't hear it. So take it's just that kind of fun to think about, or at least I think it was fun not to doing it. You're not doing what you're I trying to do. I guess if you, if you, you grew, if let's say we did evolve on a planet that all day, we was just like the literal Niagara Falls. It's actually louder than Niagara Falls, but it's like that bassy scream. That was always there. You, we just, we would evolve hearing that could deal with it. Would we evolve hearing that could deal with it? Because we were just, they maybe wouldn't even evolve or maybe only nocturnal animals would evolve hearing. Oh yeah. It's quieter. Maybe we'd all be nocturnal. Yeah, maybe we don't have to, it's just too annoying. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh son. Uh, I go to sleep. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's another, here's a side question okay. for you okay. that uh, I would like you to speculate factually about. This is great. I can't You know wait. how when the sun comes out, we're like, our humans are just like, ah, the sun. It's it so makes nice. It's happy and glad. It makes us want to go outside. Yeah. Is that what it's like when nighttime comes if you're a nocturnal animal? Oh, yeah. Do you like, like, ah, it's night out? Probably because you're just like, oh, man, it's so cool. Yeah, Not all hot it. and annoying. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That must be nice for them. That That's probably pretty nice for them. Yeah, we should interview some nocturnal creatures. If you're a nocturnal creature, well, actually, <laughs> imagine some of our listeners are <laughs> nocturnal creatures. <laughs> if anyone out there feels like they understand that feeling, mm-hmm. get in touch on Mastodon at Fun Fact Something at Fun Fact <laughs> FM at Mast Something at Fun Fact FM at Hackyderm.io. This is the problem with it's the the if you just search Fun Fact FM, it's the single the only problem with it's that. the it's only the, probably the biggest problem. It is pretty much the only problem with Mastodon. 
Yeah. Is that there's all these different servers, which is cool in theory, but that means you can't just be like, we're at FunFact.fm. No. But I think if you are on a server yeah. that people follow FunFact on that server, then, then, then you then are you go just to people. FunFact.fm. Yeah, if you just type, but like, well, the, you're, we're just at FunFact.fm if you're already on HackyDerm.io. Uh-huh. But, but even if you're not on HackyDerm.io, then if people follow fun fact on your server then you can just go to the people search and then you say search people like at fun fact fm and then we would be because we're probably the only fun fact fm anywhere on mastodon so we you would probably find us even if you didn't remember to take or type correctly hacky dermaya you can probably just search fun fact FM. yeah you can do that i just tried it well uh, you can on your server but you can imagine there being a server where no one yet follows fun i fact. can't imagine that and if well, I mean that's actually really unimaginable. But if you were a Mastodon user where on a server where no one yet follows Fun Fact, you follow can, us so then others can do. Be the one to do it, yeah. So that others can uh, can succeed, yeah. So, <laughs> was that the end of whatever that was? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're gonna have to cl- clamp down that little Mastodon aside a little bit. There's gonna be like eighty percent of your users don't even or listeners don't even know what Mastodon is. Yeah, at least it's not using the Doge symbol as its logo. And that I mean, that's just one of the many advantages over over, uh, over other alternative networks, services. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So you ready, my friend? I am very ready. Fun fact: mm. a lot of what we think is true is total nonsense. Uh yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. That so, seems so this is one plausible. of those times where I just found an awesome list on Wikipedia. Oh, a list of things that we believe are true, but isn't. That's right. So this is the the list of common misconceptions. Oh, I love the list of common misconceptions. It's so good. So I wrote down some of my favorites. There's a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. I thought we could go through some of my personal favorites. Yeah. These are ones where I went, huh, I didn't know that. So the first one is that the common image of Santa Claus, mm. you know, the jolly old man in red robes, yeah. was not created by the Coca-Cola company as an advertising gimmick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of just one of those uh, things that people say. And people like, say yeah, that. You're like, that, that makes sense. They, he's yeah. always in the Coca-Cola ads. Yeah. Not, so, not obviously, true. they must have... Yeah, okay. Now, here's another one for you. <laughs> the Chevrolet Nova, in fact, sold very well in Latin America. Even though it, even, Nova, even though Nova means, it doesn't, means <laughs> it doesn't go. They didn't have to rename it because everyone understood that that wasn't the name of the car. And Nova meant new. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, like... It yeah. Uh, here's another one. PepsiCo never owned the sixth most powerful navy in the world after a deal with the Soviet Union. I have not heard that misconception, and so I was saved from believing that that was true. Well, <laughs> but what is cool about it? I hadn't heard it either. Oh, that, okay, but just so you all know, is that, that in a 1989 is... deal, millions of dollars worth of Pepsi were bartered for 20 decommissioned warships, but they were immediately sold for scrap. Huh. But that was not the sixth most powerful Navy because 20 decommissioned warships is not a powerful Navy. No, but I mean, like, I didn't know you could get 20 decommissioned warships for Pepsi. In 1989, as the Soviet Union is collapsing and Pepsi is like, man, we made all this Pepsi, but we want to shift it and get get some some sort of compensation. 
than you find it. I'm not sure if you've you've heard much about, um, there's some good podcasts and and articles and obviously books as well on the collapse of the Soviet Union and some of the things that happened, but they really ended up falling back to a barter system for a lot of transactions. Like this is a ridiculous example of it. Um, But as the the transition was happening, the currency was totally uh, haywire and it was difficult for um, things to get done. And so people were, were doing a bunch of trading for a little while there. Yeah, apparently included 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer. Nice. But they were old, small, and obsolete. So, sadly. So, rather have Pepsi. Yeah. So, here's another one. Searing does not seal moisture in meat. In fact, it causes it to lose moisture. I have heard... This is one of those things that I did have this misconception, and then I was... uh, sort of corrected relatively recently by as i'm starting to research cooking that's been one of my things okay so searing is browning it improving its color flavor and texture yeah so it's worth doing but not but not for that reason reason. yeah how about this one did you notice twinkies Hmm. actually only have a shelf life of around 45 days what yeah in the package uh yeah 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 no i i think of that as like one of the stereotypical things like the world will end and the twinkie in the package right that it's like they edible for decades Wow. No. Yeah. And hmm. in fact, it, they only stay on a short shelf for about seven to 10 days. Huh. At, tied into that, and this is something I learned very recently, which has been very helpful. With the exception of some specific perishables, properly stored foods can safely be eaten long past their quote unquote expiration dates because the vast majority of expiration dates, at least in the United States, I don't know about Canada, are regulated by state governments and refer to the quality of the food, not the safety. So what use by means is the last day that the manufacturer warrants that the quality will be the same as it initially was. But it has absolutely nothing to do with health. Yeah, if it's not something that needs to be kept in the fridge or whatever. No, no, even Um, if it's something that needs to be kept in the fridge. Yeah. They they are always stamped with use by. Sure. But what that actually refers to is the quality, not the safety. As I understand it, there's been, well, that sometimes there'll be a mark, or maybe this is a difference between US and Canada, but sometimes you'll see a mark, at least in Canada, that says best before, yeah. and sometimes you'll see, um, there's another one, best before or fresh, there's, there's, like, there's like kind of two levels of severity. One is like, we're specifically advising you not to eat it after this date, and then there's just like, uh, yeah, this is, it'll still be fresh here at this point, don't worry so about it. So sometimes you know, like, in the US, it will say best buy or best before, but... Oftentimes it will just say used by, but none of those have any actual testing or safety right. quantity to them in the United States. I'm sure that Canada is probably different. I mean, one of the things that I learned a long time ago, and probably have even discussed on this show before, is that in the European Union, unlike in the United States, in the United States, when I have a new product, I have to someone has to prove that it is dangerous mm-hmm. for it to be illegal. But in the EU, you have to prove it's safe. Right. Yeah. So here, here's another one for you seeds are not the spicy part of chili peppers yeah i had been taught that the seeds were the spicy part but then some at some point i was eating i don't know if i accidentally ate one of the seeds or whatever and then it just wasn't spicy and i was like uh. yeah seeds actually contain a low amount of capsaicin but the reason i think people think this is that the highest concentration is in the placental tissue which is the thing that the seeds are attached to on the inside so if you go to eat the seeds and they're still there attached and you eat the part that the seeds were connected to, that will be the spiciest part. So I'm going to pause you for a second there. The So you're talking about the white kind of like in a pet, you pull it apart a pepper and there's like the kind of thin white sort of membrane yeah, thing where the seeds are attached. Yeah. Yeah. That's called the placental <laughs> tissue. Apparently. 
I uh, that's a that's a plant anatomy fact. I did not know. <laughs> There's a bonus uh, 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 misconception because uh, I had the misconception that that uh, plants didn't have placentas. Yeah, no, or placental tissue. In flowering plants, placentation is the attachment of ovules inside the ovary. I mean, that sounds legit. And yeah, and the ovules inside an ovary later become the seeds are attached via funiculi, the plant part equivalent to an umbilical cord. And the part of the ovary where they attach is referred to as the placenta. Huh. Wow. So now you know. T-I-L. Yeah. How about this one? Turkey hmm. meat is actually not very high in tryptophan and hmm. does not cause more drowsiness than other food. Really? Yeah. The drowsiness. People talked about that. Like, it's like, I would, it's not just that's a thing people say. It's like every year I feel like there's a, like a BuzzFeed article or something yeah, about yeah. turkey, turkey meat. Be careful, meat right? Yeah. But drowsiness after holiday meals like Thanksgiving generally comes from overeating. Yeah, well, that's not so surprising. So here's one for you. Fortune cookies are not found in Chinese cuisine, despite their ubiquity in Chinese restaurants, which I knew. I knew that. Yeah, I think we might have even But what I that. didn't know is they were invented in Japan. Oh. And introduced to the U.S. by the Japanese. And in China, they're considered American and rare. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so in China, they are considered American, even though they're invented in Japan. Yeah, 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 because they came from Chinese-American food. So here, here's one that I also didn't know. Spices were not used in the Middle Ages to mask the flavor of rotting meat. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm, I definitely have heard that before. Me too. And spices were, in fact, an expensive luxury item, and the people who could afford them could also afford good meat. Ah. Yeah, that's a convincing argument. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? Did you know that it is not illegal in the U.S. to shout fire in a crowded theater? I only very recently heard that because people were having a very heated First, first Amendment argument, yeah. <laughs> which uh, has been a thing coming around, um, uh, probably because of something about TikTok. Um, but then I'm like, well, you can't show fire in a crowded theater. And then someone slapped down a bunch of references. So tell, tell me about like that. So it's often given as an example of speech that's not protected by the First Amendment. But that's actually never been true. The phrase actually originates from Justice, Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr.'s Opinion in the United States Supreme Court case Shank versus United States in 1919, which held that the defendant's speech in opposition to the draft during World War I was not protected free speech. However, that case was not about shouting fire and was later overturned by Brandenburg v. Ohio in 1969. So, you well, and then I remember this being part of the conversation when this came up. Um, is that just because there isn't a speech law specifically banning that... You should still not do it. Well, you still would be <laughs> legally liable for the harm that you caused if you were to But do that's that. true of any kind of speech. That's not a free speech issue. Right. And that's something that sometimes people <laughs> will make a distinguishment. They're like, well, this is harmful, and so like you could be sued for it, whatever. And it's like, well, that's different than it being illegal. That's meaning that people can get reparations. Yeah. Like, you Just saying it, if you shot a fire in a crowded theater and no one did anything... Yeah, you would not. Be like, you would have. You're just disrupting people's memory. That's right. You would not have any uh, have any problem. Yeah. yeah. So I fully recommend that all listeners go and read this amazing list of misconceptions. It's incredibly long. Some of them really feel like people who are just being like, you know, they just really want to get their point out. You know, but some like, of them like someone really has funny. an axe to grind that there was like once this fact was mentioned incorrectly and. Like a fun fact listener was like, they didn't quite, <laughs> the inconceivable. No, or like, you know, vaccines do not cause autism. And it's like, okay, that's true. Yes, yeah, uh, But like, it's not. I mean, honestly, that probably does belong on this list. It's probably a lot more common to misbelief than a lot of these things. <laughs> Did you know that a penny dropped in the Empire State Building could not kill a person or crack the sidewalk? 
I mean, that seems true to me intuitively. Like, what's the what's the maximum terminal velocity of a penny? It can't be more than like 200 kilometers an hour. 50 feet. <laughs> 50 feet is... So if you drop it from 50 feet or if you drop it from Empire State Building, then the penny will be going just as fast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, probably not even 200 kilometers. No. It wouldn't even be 200. Not going to do much to you. Yeah. It's 100 kilometers an hour, 65 miles an hour. Yeah. And so you don't want... You don't want to hit be hit by a penny that's going 65 kilometers an hour. No, but you're not going to die. It, it's not going to crack <laughs> the sidewalk. It's too small and not heavy enough and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a great list. I love it. Yeah. Al Gore never said he invented the internet. Yeah, well, isn't it? But he kind of did. Here's the thing. What he actually he sort of said He implied was, that he helped bring it about. He said, during my service in the United States Congress, I took the initiative in creating the internet. I mean, that's pretty, that's closer to saying he made the internet than I thought it was. But he actually. was the original drafter of the High Performance Computing and Communication Act of 1991, which provided significant funding for supercomputing centers. And this in turn led to upgrades to a major part of the already existing 1990s internet backbone, the NSF net, and the development of NCSA Mosaic. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, it's good that it happened and it might have been necessary. Then there's a difference between funding it and doing it. Yeah. Did you know that 420 has nothing to do with police codes? Uh, wasn't it like Bob Marley's birthday? Did you know that it was supposed to have to do with? No, it was apparently in 1971 at San Rafael High School. There was a group of students who used to go smoke at 420 p.m. It's just just literally like it was a it was. Oh, wow. Just that's when yeah. they did it. And so then it just it's kind of amazing that that became, you know, a real thing. Yeah. Uh, in this list of uh, misconceptions, it has some about Christianity, which I always find interesting because um, a lot of the stories from Christianity make their way into just like popular co- culture and things like that. Um, yeah. and, and in the way that like you're talking about Santa Claus and stuff like that, then the, things mutate and stuff like that. Um, and so I often find that interesting. And it points out something that I had heard before, but the, the Bible does not actually say that there were three magi coming to visit baby jesus nor did it say that they were kings or that they rode in camels or what their names were or what color the skin were they that is just something that became part of the artistic depictions of nativity and then it just kind of stuck around um like since the third century it was just like one mm-hmm. of those things that people are basing their their idea of what it looks like from art that was around but it doesn't actually say that and apparently john calvin declared it was a ridiculous contrivance <laughs> It also doesn't say that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paul did not change his name from Saul. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, you don't even have to get into things like Jesus not being born on Christmas. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, but like, there's like a lot of stuff. Yeah, the I the yeah the whole <laughs> all of the religion sections are pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but the the forbidden fruit that 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 Adam and Eve supposedly eat in the garden of Eden in Genesis has, is not identified as an apple. It's just some kind of fruit. Yeah. It, it, it uses a, a word that just means fruit. And then Latin translation used a word that could either mean of evil or of apple. And then, Oh, that's clever. In the early Germanic languages, apple just meant fruit. Hmm. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it could have been wheat, a grape, a fig, an etrog. Yeah. I actually got into a, a mini argument with my six-year-old daughter recently about this. Always a good idea. Um, mice do not have a special appetite for cheese. Uh, what? But I think they do. They will eat it if there's nothing else, but they prefer sweet or sugary things. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm with Ellie on this one. So Christopher Columbus did not fail to obtain support for his voyages initially because people believed the earth was flat, but my people worried that the East Indies were probably farther away than he thought. Which... 
which r- is incredibly true. Sense. Yeah, yeah, they were quite right. <laughs> oh, did you know that the Black Death was probably not caused by rats? Um, it was caused by the bubonic plague, right? Well, yes, but I'm saying the transmission was not primarily rats. Oh, that's no, that's new to me. It was actually fleas, fleas and lice. Oh man, that's even worse. Yeah. And also, like part of the like, you have this like old like Dark Ages vibe. If you think you think about plagues and rats and plague rats, and I know it kind of ruins the whole thing. Here's one that if you're American, fleas will, will ruin your mental image. The early settlers of Plymouth Colony did not usually wear all black, and their hats did not have a tall hat with a buckle on it. Well, yeah, that has less impact on my brain because I'm not American, but I have definitely seen the depiction uh, that you're that you're talking about. Yeah, I honestly like. We get so much American culture and so many American stories and like the average Canadian could probably name 10 or 100 times as much like American geography than Americans could name about Canada. But uh, guaranteed. The, the, yeah. the, one of the things that does not really make its way nearly as much into our like culture and learning and stuff like that is your, your like origin story stuff. Like that's good. Like the set, the that's settlers healthy. come in and they came in the Mayflower yeah. and, yeah, the, and like celebrated Thanksgiving rock and Thanksgiving. And then also like the stuff around like the founding fathers. Like I feel like, like Hamilton has maybe increased the average Canadians or many Canadians sense of some of the founding father stuff, but it's that, yeah. that stuff didn't really make its way across in the same way. Well, that of American stuff. Did does. you hear about the Salem witch trials in Canada? Yes. Yeah. Those are pretty famous. They were not burned at the stake. Oh, were, yeah. were they burned at all? No, uh, they were executed by either hanging or pressed to death by stones. Oh, that's, I mean, also terrible. But I feel like that's that's one of those like things that popular culture is just not ready for to, to update that. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. like plague, plague rats. You've gotten rid of plague rats and burning witches at the stake in like. Yeah, again, they're very common. We're going to have to get a software update here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Isaac Newton apparently did not be, was not inspired uh by an apple hitting him in his in his head for gravity well mm, did, was there an apple involved was there a fruit and a tree <laughs> no he said that the idea came to him as he sat in a contemplative mood and was occasioned by the fall of an apple which i don't know well, wait whoa 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 so so back up here so yes there was an apple and there was falling from a tree and he was but it didn't hit him on the head it didn't hit him well i think the hitting on the head thing only came from people kind of joking around like he I think said after dinner the weather being warm we went into the garden and drank tea under the shade of some apple trees he told me he was just in the same situation as when formerly the notion of gravitation came into his mind it was occasioned by the fall of an apple as he sat in a contemplative mood yeah. Why should that apple always descend perpendicularly to the ground, thought he to himself. So I feel like that's a bad example on this list. That is more or less true. It just didn't hit him on the head. Which yeah. It's just a better story. And that's one of the things that can be that can be quite challenging when you see these little quips and things like that. Um, yeah. Like, it can go too far the other way. Yeah. And, and like, the, if you go back and reread the cited Wikipedia thing, it says the story, the story that Newton was inspired to research gravity by an apple hitting his head was apocryphal yeah. right but which implies that the apple is apocryphal but, but it's actually, actually the hitting the head is the hitting the head and so the way that like so that's the statement is true but a more a more clarifying more helpful sentence would yeah. be to say that in the familiar story with isaac newton and the apple it did not actually hit him in the head no it just landed softly it just on landed, the right like that that makes it clear that like it's doubting the hitting in the head rather than yeah that would be a better way to phrase it in this in this but this list is amazing and i could edit it (laughs) you should definitely spend your time doing that 
I mean, I feel like I'm 60-40 leaning towards doing it just because... Please do. I feel like that's... I, we, I've gotten so much from Wikipedia. That that's true. Yeah. All right. Here's what I want to leave on. Birds are theropod dinosaurs, and therefore dinosaurs are not extinct. Um, say that again? Birds are theropod dinosaurs, and consequently, dinosaurs are not extinct. Birds are theropod dinosaurs, I feel like is something that you are going to have to research a little bit more to make the, uh, that argument that birds are d- dinosaurs in the podcast and follow up as to the definition of dinosaur and the boundary and people do agree and disagree and not just throw that out there. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, my intuition says, I think there's probably, uh, there's probably uh, uh, someone who disagrees with that. Well, according to this, the word dinosaur is commonly used to refer to only to non-avian dinosaurs, reflecting an outdated conception of the ancestry of avian dinosaurs, the birds. The evolutionary origin of birds was an open question in paleontology for over a century, but the modern scientific consensus is that birds evolved from small feathered theropods in the Jurassic. Not all dinosaur lineages were cut short at the end of the Cretaceous during the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction event, and some avian theropods survive as part of modern fauna. Yeah, but at some point... You need to figure out, well, what does dinosaur mean? And I think to most people, dinosaur means... like. But in fact, many things that we call dinosaurs were not dinosaurs, like uh, the pterosaurs, like pteranodons and pterodactyls, or plesiosaurs and other swimming animals, or Demetrodon, which is thought to be a a dinosaur, but is in fact not a dinosaur. He's Demetrodon, in fact, became extinct 40 million years before there even were dinosaurs. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I mean, not nice for them. Yeah. You know, good to know. Yeah. Um, Dinosaur train. What? (laughs) Did your kids not get into Dinosaur Train? No. (laughs) Oh, you got to watch Dinosaur Train. So, Dinosaur Train posits an alternate reality where dinosaurs had the ability to invent time traveling trains. Okay. And they're still just dinosaurs, but they also have time traveling trains and they go around visiting other dinosaurs in other parts of dinosaur timelines via their time traveling trains okay that's uh that's pretty high concept for a little kids show yeah it's a pbs kids show okay and it is incredibly good uh yeah i you know it's gonna be number one on my watch list preschoolers age three to six well yeah we're we have a we got a three we got a three you're right in there you're we right have a three in and there. a six so you're right in there yeah, but he he, de- he tends to get a little bit bowled over by the six-year-old who's like, uh, you know. Well, my niece who's seven also enjoys some dinosaur trains, so yeah, okay. Okay. you could try it. But it's basically, yeah, they, uh, they, they have a steam engine train that can time travel. Okay. Here's the theory, that Trodons are the smartest dinosaurs. That which ones are? Trodons. Trodons. Yeah, so you got to watch Dinosaur Train because you don't even know the dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't even have, I, they, they've updated the dinosaurs I'm, I'm behind. And uh, they, you know, there's a, basically the, the basic concept is that there's a family of pteranodons, inclu- but they had one Tyrannosaurus that they adopted. Okay. And then they travel around the Mesozoic on the dinosaur train, learning dinosaur facts and meeting different dinosaur species. Okay. There's songs. And by the way, the entire thing was made it was all the sound comes from vancouver so there you go well now it's going to be number negative one on my watch list you really should watch it um i (laughs) have a tiny bit of follow-up okay do you want to say okay more enthusiastically okay
Okay. <laughs> You're like a 90s anime character. Um, so one is, uh, I don't know what they call it, follow out. Um, FYI, Ark and I did uh, another podcast episode. Yeah. I, I also have a show called It Shipped That Way, where we talk about leading teams, engineering, uh, design, and product uh, in the tech world, if you're interested in, in any of that. Um, and uh, on one of our most recent episodes, Arik was on the show, and we got to talk about the engineering culture at Netflix. Um, and so you can find that at itshipped.fm, or there'll be a link in the show notes. Go check it out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun to have uh, after many hours of like very intentionally not talking about tech stuff with you, then uh, to get to do that. Accidental tech interview. Accidental tech. Well, it was actually planned. Like, well, in a very interview. very planned <laughs> tech interview. Um, <laughs> and then a little piece of uh, a follow up. Jeffrey Westcott wrote in to remind yes. us that there is actually another synonym for implausible, which is the word I was struggling to recall last time or two episodes ago. Um, if you're certain that a thing could not happen, you can say it was inconceivable. It's another good option. It's a great one. Yeah. I I don't know if he, you know, I don't think that word means what you think it means. But well, if you might say, you know, uh, my hasty push to production took down the whole website. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Or yeah. my, my speculation yeah. on a podcast turned out to be inaccurate. Inconceivable. Thank, thank you, number one fan of Fun Fact, Jeffrey Westcott. Thank you very much. 